Welcome to the Happy Spotless Minds podcast, a podcast created to provide an honest platform for differing perspectives on growing up in today's world. I am your podcast host, Heidi Poon, and my goal is to enlighten you through interesting conversations with guests on career, relationships, life lessons, and the deeper issues on the world we live in today. With all the bits and pieces in between, I hope you'll join me this season to discover the why and the how in people's journeys. With that being said, thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Happy Spotless Minds. Hi everyone, hashtag happy Monday again and also happy October. I know it's like mid-October, but I still really wanted to post an episode that kind of brought awareness to mental health just because October is Mental Health Awareness Month. And yeah, I'm really excited to bring you this episode because we talk a lot about our personal stories. So of course, we're not professionals or anything. We're just trying to share our story on how we've been dealing through COVID. And we talk upon two main things. So we talk about confidence and we talk about stress. And I think these are points that a lot of people will resonate with just because, you know, we've been so alone with our thoughts. I feel like our self-esteem and our confidence has definitely been tested. It's been tested or it's been challenged in a sense. So I speak with Annika, one of my best friends on this topic because we have had many, many fruitful conversations on these topics. And I just thought it would be really good to kind of normalize the conversation and talk about it on the podcast. I'm really excited for this episode and also stay tuned till the end because we are bringing back the agree slash disagree session. I really enjoyed it in the relationship episode so i'm excited to bring it back and start having it at the end of all my episodes i also just posted my first episode of the mini series hump day heidi change to heidi talks to be determined it might be changed one more time just just because i'm playing around with names and i got a few suggestions from people and you know it's always subject to change if it sounds better so to be determined but I hope you're liking that episode and stay tuned for this Wednesday because we're going to have the second episode talking about all the top lessons that I learned in the 2010s as we're closing out the decade but without further ado let's jump straight into the episode Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the Happy Spotless Minds. I'm really excited for today's episode because since it's October, which is Mental Health Awareness Month, I wanted an episode that kind of just talked about, you know, personal struggles, things that you may not really hear kind of so publicly. But today I have a friend, Annika, with me. So we actually have like a food Instagram together that we started a couple years ago. And then we've just grown close over the years, like getting to know each other through university. And we've had a couple conversations on just 2020 and stimulating growth, like how our perspectives have changed and just things around like body confidence and our own confidence too. So I'm really excited to invite her on to kind of have a quick introduction as well as to talk a little bit more about our struggles. We're in no way like any professionals or mental health professionals, but we're just here to share our story of how we're doing throughout the year. And I hope that you can also find a place to resonate with, with this episode. So I'm really excited to introduce Annika. So Annika, just give us your name and then maybe just like a brief, brief introduction of like, just a little bit about you. 
and uh, your sign. That's interesting as well. So yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm Annika. Heidi's already explained how we got to know each other, but I'm in the same school as Heidi. So I go to U of T Scarborough and I'll be graduating this year finally. And my sign. So I'm a Scorpio and my like Myers-Briggs is ENFP. And Heidi, yeah, Heidi was also really, really into like the Enneagram test. And I was a type two, but I retook it and I changed, I think after COVID, to type no sorry I was type three and now I'm type two I didn't even know that wow yeah so I just changed like five days ago I tested again and I used to be type three wing two and now I'm type two wing three so for anyone who doesn't know what those types are, type three is basically like the achiever and then type two is the helper. So I used to push this like test on everyone I knew. I was just like, <laughs> take this test, take this test. So that's super interesting. But I think the first question that I really, really wanted to ask, and I would ask anybody who comes onto my podcast is, you know, if you could go back to the beginning of 2020 or even before COVID-19 to tell yourself one lesson that you would want to learn, what would it be and why? I think Heidi knows this really well, but I used to be, and I still kind of am a super anxious person. I overthink and I over worry a lot. And I think COVID-19 was especially difficult for me in the first few months because I am not very good at not having like every second of my life planned out. Like I want to know exactly what I'm doing in a year or like five years. And obviously with COVID, everything became unpredictable. And that was super difficult for me to deal with. But I think that's probably the main thing that I would tell myself at the beginning of 2020 to be okay with more uncertainty and not have to deal with everything with such like rigidness and inflexibility. No, yeah, I definitely like resonate with that too, because I even had something this morning where I was getting super, super stressed about it because with everything like kind of spiking in Toronto, like cases have been the highest it's ever been. It's it's really a test of patience, right? Yeah, so that's super interesting. It's funny how the both of us kind of had the same things as well, but I think like everyone's kind of like going through this as well. But the next question going on to the topic of like confidence and self-worth, you know, during COVID-19, we've had so much time alone to ourselves, just thinking about ourselves and what we want to do in the future. So I think firstly, I kind of want to know what what does confidence mean to you and kind of your struggles throughout the year or throughout the years. I'm sure everyone deals with times when they feel less confident. But what do you normally do to kind of cope with that? Yeah, so I think the first part of the question is, what is confidence to me? And this is definitely something that I've been struggling with a lot, I think, throughout university. And just over the past few months, confidence used to be something that I didn't really think was possible for me just because uh, like confidence almost is akin to arrogance. So I never wanted to be like, I'm confident in something because I always felt like I have so many things that I'm lacking personally and professionally. And, you know, in my own opinion, like in my appearances. So I always felt like if I say I'm confident, I'm being arrogant and no one's going to like that, right? But I think as time has gone by, I'm realizing that confidence doesn't mean that you're saying to others like, oh, I'm better at everything. Like I'm, I'm terrific. I have no flaws. It's more so like having the confidence in yourself to 
to say that you are competent in something, you still have weaknesses, but you're constantly developing that. And it doesn't have to mean that you're better than anyone else, which is something that I don't think I used to be able to see. And then also for how I can be like how I've been dealing with confidence. So I think the main thing that I've really been not confident about and Heidi knows this a lot is really like my weight and my appearance. So when I came into university, I I actually didn't have freshman 20. I had like second and third year 20 and it was literally 20 pounds because I gained around like eight kilograms, not through quarantine, but through just like all my co-ops. And I think it was really difficult for me to deal with just because, you know, as an Asian girl, you're constantly kind of told that appearances matter a lot, like being skinny matters a lot. And I think especially being Korean, surrounded by like K-pop idols and everyone thinks that you have to be like a waist size like 23 24 to be attractive I think it was definitely challenging but I think now I'm slowly changing my mindset to not thinking about like appearances or even bettering myself like professionally for others or like to look better to others but really for myself so I've noticed that I developed a lot of like unhealthy habits. Like I used to order in food all the time. Like literally every dinner was Uber Eats. And just like realizing that a lot of these habits were detrimental to my health, like beyond just appearances. But now that I'm taking charge of my health for my own sake, like being, especially with COVID, I'm more cognizant of being healthy. I think that's made me a lot more confident in myself. Yeah, it's crazy to see that, as you mentioned, through COVID-19 too, like we've been on social media so much more. And it seems as a society, we always push for these different body types and like embracing who you are and you're like your weight or like how you look. But in reality, like when it still comes down to people's mindsets on judging other people, I find that that actually hasn't changed that much. We are still so harsh on both ourselves and on other people too. I legit had the epitome where like, so I was looking at an Instagram photo that I had posted and this photo was just like an outfit picture and stuff like that but I don't know like I was looking at this pair of pants the Molina pants that everyone has and I was like wearing them in this photo and I was like comparing myself to other people that also had these pants and I was like why don't my legs look as long as theirs why don't I look as skinny as them right so like I legit went up to my mom and was like mom do I look fat in this photo (laughs) and she was so pissed off at me because She was like, this is your body shape. Like you have to embrace it and be, you're not living for other people, right? Like you're not living to please other people. In so many times, like body dysmorphia is such a real thing. The way that we perceive our own bodies and what we want to be versus how other people see it. And it's just so detrimental sometimes. But I totally agree with what Annika has been saying about confidence. Yeah, and sorry, I know we've been going on about this question, but I think one last thing is just also being unashamed of being confident because I think as Asian girls we're constantly kind of brought down and you your 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 sense of humility is like very greatly valued I think in Asian culture like people don't really like it when you go around saying that you're good at something so I think being able to be like you know what no it doesn't matter like I'm good at this and it's okay that people know that I'm good at this because there's no shame in being confident or owning something right That's actually so true. Like that Asian culture or like the Eastern culture of, you know, humility and not bragging too much has been like put on us so much that 
we feel even ashamed for being assertive at times, you know, because it's seen as rude or it's seen as like too much, right? But going into my second question, so in terms of moving that over to stress, I know that stress has been a huge factor of just 2020 in general. As mentioned before with Annika and I, like we both have gone through like stressful periods of uncertainty. So how do you personally cope with stress and anxiety and where is it most prominent and how do you overcome it if you have? <laughs> so I think I used to deal with stress and anxiety by automatically going to a friend and talking about it. And I think I've been extremely blessed to have an amazing group of friends that are like always willing to talk to me. And although like I'm so grateful that obviously I have such great friends, one thing that I've realized through COVID is that sometimes it's a lot better to just like sit and think about your stress and work through it because what I realized was with a, when I used to run to my friends all the time I realized that I felt better temporarily because they were saying all these nice things to me and then I felt better but then it was kind of like a band-aid solution I wasn't actually dealing with like the root of whatever stress or anxiety I had and now that I'm spending a lot more time with myself I'm realizing how important it is to really sit down with myself and be like what why am I being so stressed out what's causing this and how can I fix it I think I used to be really afraid of being by myself all the time I always occupied my time with like going out clubbing or <laughs> having just like friend hangouts or never being alone because I was scared of that. And in terms of where stress is most prominent, I think stress is most prominent to me in my professional life. I oftentimes I kind of have like an imposter syndrome. I feel like a lot of people think that I'm accomplished or I'm a certain way. And internally, I don't actually really feel that way. I feel like I don't know what I want in my professional life. I still haven't found honestly, like what I'm really passionate about. I think I lack a lot of skill sets compared to others. And I think that in trying to hide that, that's where I get the most amount of stress, because I don't want to admit that I don't know anything, because I don't want to break the facade of being put together all the time and being perfect. And I think that's to me personally, what causes the most stress. Yeah, for sure. I I definitely like resonate with so many points of what you said. I definitely think that like another thing I would add to is writing my feelings down. That has helped me a lot in terms of when I feel emotional stress or I feel anxiety over like being upset around a certain topic, I find me personally, it really helps to write my feelings down because then I am able to kind of compartmentalize everything and understand my feelings a lot better. And I, I've done this, you know, like I've written letters to people ha who have made me frustrated, but just like never sent them out. It's like to all the boys I've loved before, but like... <laughs> The anxiety version, you know, <laughs> like the stress version. But, you know, I, I take a moment to let go of my feelings and then I revisit the topic maybe like the day after to really reread about how I was feeling during that time and being able to have a more logical mindset to understanding my feelings and how I feel about the situation and what I want to do about it. So I definitely think writing my feelings down really helped me helped me do that too. And I also wanted to ask, like, in terms of, you know, if you see a friend who is in distress, 
let's say you are in stress and like I see you in stress, like what what can I do as an outsider to help you feel a little bit better? I think what I used to do was I always wanted to provide solutions to my friends because, you know, seeing them in pain makes me so worried for them. And then I want to tell them like, hey, like maybe we could do this and you can do this. And I realized that that was actually probably the worst way to comfort someone because I'm sure that they've already figured out what they need to do. But what they really need in that time of stress is emotional support. Right. And I think especially with covid there's a lot of things that have happened in our friends' lives. And the best way to show them that you're there is listening to everything, validating their emotions and their feelings and telling them that they're completely okay and they're normal in what they're feeling. I think especially like it's, I think, I, and I'm sorry again to always relate things back to like our culture, but I think in a way in Asian culture, at least with my parents, when I grew up, my parents constantly said, keep family matters to yourself. You don't say anything to other people and your friends are just friends to have fun with. They're not there to be vulnerable. They could use things against you and stuff like that. So I think because that was so heavily embedded in me, sometimes it was hard to like be really there for my friends and realizing that to them, it's a super uncomfortable position for them to like open up to me and respecting that and really being there fully is probably the best way you could be there. With friends and even like if I were to put my position of me going to a friend, the way that I would want to be comforted as well would be having them encourage me to make a decision but not giving me the solution upright and I think that's the difference like I don't I wouldn't want to go to a friend to have them tell me what they think is right but I would want them to encourage me and push me to feel comfortable with whatever decision that I choose that they'll be behind my back and that they'll be supporting me and that it'll be okay whichever way I choose right so I definitely think that's the best way that you can really show support to a friend who's who's dealing with any stress or anxiety. Okay. And then the last part is all about, you know, relaxation and happiness. So bringing it back to feeling at peace with yourself and really how to relax during COVID when it's such an anxious time for everyone. So how do you personally relax and feel peace during your busy day? And what do you normally do when you feel upset? Honestly, I listen to a lot of podcasts and before I used to only listen to business podcasts but I realized that that actually stressed me out more because I was trying to get away from everything that stressed me out and then now I've really been telling myself that it's okay to really take my personal time to just relax not develop myself like not always listen to like self-help books or like you know <laughs> development podcasts like I used to do that all the time but now I realize that um relaxation is about doing things that may seem silly and may seem like a waste of time so I personally love crime podcasts like I listen to three different types of crime podcasts and of course I listen to Heidi's podcast as well whenever it drops on Wednesdays um, it's Monday oh my god <laughs> no, it's because you said hump day podcast and I confused it I'm sorry it's okay it's okay 
good friend. friend. You know, she's not a avid subscriber. Hey, I've listened to every episode. Um, You're so confident in your answer, too. I know. It's Wednesday. (laughs) Oh, my God. My bad. And also something that I've done that's, like, kind of embarrassing is I've been so consumed by, like, TikTok to relax. Um, And I know it sounds so stupid. And honestly, I was one of those people before quarantine who was like, oh, like, who would go on TikTok? Like, that's such a waste of time. But now I'm, like, constantly on TikTok, but TikTok's really been raising my confidence because the algorithm is so specific to me. And I see a lot of like, you know, mid-sized girls or like girls that are kind of going through the same struggles as me talking about their experiences and building their confidences like all over my For You page. So I think just like spending a lot of time on things that I really like and finding people that I really resonate with, whether it be through TikTok or whether it be through podcasts has really helped me relax. And then we can go on to the second part, which is the agree slash disagree session. So basically, we're going to be throwing out some kind of norms or some kind of prompts around mental health and um, just like the stigmas around it. And then what we're going to do is we're going to either agree or disagree and then we're just going to talk about it. So the first prompt is social media is detrimental to my mental health. Okay, I, okay, do you have it? Three, two, one, disagree. No. Disagree. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> okay, you go first. Explain why on your side it's a disagree. So actually, I think social media used to be a lot more detrimental to my mental health. I used to follow like a lot of celebrities and um, like influencer accounts on Instagram, but I went on like a social media cleanse not too long ago where I purged anyone that I felt like didn't make me feel good about myself. And it was nothing about like that person specifically. It was more so like I would constantly compare myself with that person or I would constantly compare my lifestyle with that person. So I think after that cleanse, social media has actually been pretty beneficial to my mental health. So an an opposite take, I find that a lot of the YouTube channels that I subscribe to, shout out Jenim, <laughs> make me feel more confident in myself. Makes me feel like I have a friend that like, I resonate with. Yeah, to add on to that, like I would say too that social media has been a space where I get to – like obviously I think it's dependent, as you mentioned, on how the user uses it. Like if you're following all these quote quote unhealthy Instagram accounts that may be giving you like unrealistic expectations, then maybe that could be detrimental to someone's mental health if it is. But at the same time, I think personally, you can actually leverage social media to be a very inspirational place, a place where you get to meet so many different like activists, you get to meet so many people doing different innovative things like with their life and really excelling. And personally, for me, throughout COVID, I've also really enjoyed just looking at how people are living their life, you know, from starting a small project to help charities, to helping around the community, to posting things about Black Lives Matter or posting about things that they are passionate about. Like, 
it's really empowering to see that people out here are being embraced for who they are. And it also encourages me to also, you know, start this podcast, post about it and things like that. Because I would say like previous, like if you asked me a year before, I was so afraid of posting these things because I felt like, oh, I wouldn't be accepted or, you know, this was something that I wasn't confident in. But throughout this year and seeing how active people are and seeing how empowering people can be on social media, on certain communities, it's really pushed me to also want to become a better version of myself. Okay, my next one. So COVID-19 has improved my mental health. Okay, I have it. Okay. Three, two, one. Agree. Disagree. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, I can go first this time. But I agree with this prompt because I feel that I have been challenged in new ways that I haven't been before. And I think that has been beneficial for my mental health in terms of how strong I feel, how confident I feel. For example, like going through an internship and being through like a virtual internship, which was a whole new different experience. Although I would say it was detrimental on my sleep. I barely had any sleep, but (laughs) I think like on top of that, it's also like empowered me to know that, you know, even through these hard situations, I can go through them and I can overcome them. Yeah. I, I definitely think like COVID has helped me in my self-development and definitely like kickstarted a lot of personal goals that I had always been working on, but never really had the solitude or time to do so. But I think just because I'm actually like, I'm pretty extroverted and I really like seeing friends and I never realized like how important that was to my life before COVID. So I think just personally coming from a background of like having a lot of friends in different cities, it's definitely been really challenging to me mental health wise to not be able to really pursue those friendships in person, right? Obviously, we still connect virtually, but I just found that it was a little bit detrimental to my mental health. Yeah, that's for sure, too, because you're like bi-coastal, too. So you have friends. So Annika's from Vancouver. So she has friends in Vancouver and she also has friends in Toronto. She's kind of been flying back and forth to be with family and things like that. So I can see how how that would have been a little bit more detrimental as well. As the conclusion, Annika, I always ask my guests after COVID-19, what's the first place you want to visit and why? Korea. <laughs> oh yeah. Of course. We all I've never been to Korea, so I really want to go to. Yeah. North so, Korea? <laughs> oh my god, please. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> so I actually was planning to go to Korea in March before everything started shutting down. But then obviously with the start of COVID, I ended up going to Aruba instead. But If COVID wasn't here, I would definitely want to go to Korea because it's been a personal goal of mine to connect more with my roots again. Like, I feel like I'm pretty whitewashed, actually, compared to a lot of my friends. And I feel like I don't know a lot about Korean cultures or traditions or um, more about like what makes me proud as a Korean. So I definitely want to go to Korea and revisit some of my family and learn more about like cultural things and have fun. I know you wanted to go on that trip and it was it was sad that plans had to be changed, but yeah. you got to be quick to adapt, you know? That's what <laughs> we learned in 2020. We got to be quick to adapt. 
Hey everyone, so hope you guys enjoyed that episode. I had so much fun editing it and even recording it just because I think there's a lot of good points that we brought up that I really want to talk about more on my podcast. So I hope you enjoyed it as well. And make sure you stay tuned for next week's episode because we have a really, really special guest. She's a social media digital influencer and she has around 25,000 followers on Instagram and she also has a YouTube account. So I'm really excited to talk to her about digital content creation, you know, her journey, why she decided to pursue it, how it's been, and definitely like the difficulties that come with, you know, putting your life up on social media. So make sure to stay tuned for that episode and also stay tuned for Heidi Talks. The second episode is coming out this Wednesday. And as mentioned before, we're going to be talking about the top lessons that I learned in the 2010s. So I hope that you can join me this week for these exciting episodes. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a review on Apple Podcasts as it would really help this podcast be noticed by other listeners that may enjoy it as well. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor for new episodes every hashtag Happy Monday. And you can also visit our Instagram at Happy Spotless Minds. Have a great week. I am your podcast host, Heidi Poon, and thank you so much for listening to Happy Spotless Minds. See you next week. Bye.